Welcome back in to the Mackie and Judd Show. Today it's Jamie Watson and Darren Terhard guiding you through 9-1. to We are very fortunate to have Derek Wetmore in studio here today. And as we go into this kind of pitcher's duel that was yesterday, a 2-0 win for the Twins, a wonderful performance, I'd love to get your perspective on it. Jose Barrios now on the back of several good performances in a row. Um, what are your thoughts when you see the, the grizzled veteran of Bartolo Galone going yeah. against the young stud, Jose Barrios? What were your thoughts when you were watching the game, yeah. Derek? Well, so to me, it's just a reminder, and, and we get these reminders every once in a while. It's a reminder that there's more than one way to do it, that Barrios' style is so different than what Cologne is doing now, but even within Cologne's career, he's had multiple different sort of I'd say iterations of himself as a pitcher. When he came up, I mean, this puts in perspective how long he's been in the league. He faced Paul Molitor in the late 90s, back when Bartolo was with the Indians. That's right. While he was with the Twins. Wow. And now Paul Molitor is a 61-year-old baseball manager, mm-hmm. and that's how wow. long that career spans. I mean, it's it's amazing. It came through Minnesota last year, and I'm still sort of gobsmacked by just the idea of how long he's been around. But back then he was a power pitcher, 95, 96, 97, just running it up there and blowing fastballs by guys. And he's had to evolve. I mean, as the fastball sort of abandoned him gradually over time, now he's mostly just a control and command, little bit of late life kind of guy. He's he's 87, 88, and he's throwing fastballs, just not hard contact. Brian Dozier will get a fastball in the middle of the zone, thinks, oh, I'm going to kill this to left field, and eh, maybe he'll just pop up or he'll just, Roll over and hit a ground ball or something. It's a. It was a reminder yesterday, Jamie, that that even just within Bartolo's career. But you look at a guy, Barreos versus Bartolo. There's more than one way to get outs in the big leagues, and I just say hats off to Bartolo for for still doing it at 45. Right, 21 years, three days older than Barreos yesterday. It is impressive, and that, well, that's why a lot of guys who are great athletes pick baseball sure. over other sports. Because you can because do it until... You have that chance at longevity. Sure. Uh, Joe Maurer could have played football. Um, Dave Winfield could have played basketball or football. He went with baseball. To right. have that long you know, career where you can play till you're 40, and in some cases longer. And and I thought you had a, you had a really great article on 1500ESPN.com, Wetmore's Five Thoughts. Um, kind of give us that, uh, that cliff note version. Uh, Wetmore's Five Thoughts. J.O. Brios was great again, outdueling older friend Bartolo Colon. Yeah. Give us a little yeah. little snippet of that. Sure. You can get the full article on uh, 1500ESPN.com. Yeah. Um, kind of break that down a little bit, and you've got plenty of other uh, great articles up currently right now. In the columns each uh, Monday, I try to just sort of give you a quick flavor from what you might have missed over the weekend. If you checked out or if you were out on the lake or whatever, and who could blame you with the weather right. I had this Perfect weekend. Perfect time for it. Hey, so fine. Skip out on a couple of Twins games, check out the column, and I'll try to catch up to speed as quick as I can. Good man. Yeah, so yesterday we talked about Bartolo versus Barreos. I mean, just talked about the matchup there. Secondly... I'm kind of curious, guys, if if Barreos is going to get any all-star pub at some point. You, you see the Twins marketing campaigns. They're really pushing hard for Eddie Rosario and Eduardo Escobar. And and you can understand why. I, I don't blame them at all for wanting to get those two guys into their first all-star game. But there's another guy that I think might be deserving of a first-time all-star, and that's Barreos. It sounds crazy that on a sub-500 baseball team that there are three players playing at sort of an all-star caliber level. I really think that's what the Twins have right now. Barreos has pitched himself into that conversation. I talked about that in the column sort of at length about there's there's probably a half a dozen pitchers you'd say, yeah, I'd definitely rather have this guy than Barreos. 
but he's moving up to the back half of that list. I mean, I think you could easily make the case that Jose Barrios right now is a top 10 starter in the American League. Not that many guys go to the All-Star game, but he's going to be close. So, that, anyways, I, I broke down the game, I broke down the matchup, and one of the things that I really took away from that was like, hey, are the Twins going to possibly get three All-Star nods? Is there another guy that's maybe deserving of consideration with Barrios? Oh, that's exciting. That's uh, that's pretty cool to think that, you know, look, individually there's a couple guys having good performances this year, um, but to see that one performance, to me, that's kind of been a, a surprise and a disappointing factor, Byron Buxton. Yeah. No, yeah. Playing in AAA right now on a rehab assignment. Uh, what have you made of that? I mean, right. what... what and if you can make sense of it, please don't hesitate to to give anybody in the Twins organization a phone call. Yeah. They would probably love to know, too. I call, wish I call could. Call Molly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick uh, paging one Twins way at yeah. Target Field. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't make sense of it, guys. I think that it's been you know sort of tandem with Miguel Sano, two of the bigger disappointments really in baseball, not just within the Twins. But these are two guys that were coming into their 24, 25-year-old season with a couple years under their belt, track record, and you thought, all right, this is the year that these two guys blast off, that these two guys become, I hate to use the term, but, you know, cornerstone players. Sure. Sort of that, that franchise type, every club has a couple of them, and, and those were supposed to be the guys for the Twins, basically haven't contributed much of anything this year. I mean, Buxton still has the defense, but... It's been such a disappointing step back that that all of the strikeouts are there for Buxton. That last year down the stretch, Jamie, we saw him for, gosh, I want to say two months, might even be a little more than two months, where he was not only a gold glove center fielder, but he was also one of the better hitters in the league. And you put those two things together, at 24 years old, he was one of the best players in all of baseball for, wow. for two months. So then to have him, you know, come back this year, and injuries played a part of it, for sure, but now to be on a rehab assignment, uh, and 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 they're trying to fix his swing while he's down there. It's not just he's trying to get healthy; it's that that he's had to work on things while he's there. I, I mean, I think it's an incredible disappointment for the Twins. The one thing I will say is that in every sort of kernel of pessimism, there's that optimistic view of it too, which is that the Twins are here and they've done it without their two supposed superstars. Buxton might be close to returning, and if he comes back into the lineup as the Buxton that we saw last summer, I mean, that's a huge boost for the Twins. It's really hard to overstate how important that could be for Minnesota's lineup if Byron Buxton is back to being that guy. We'll we'll see if it happens, and it could be sooner than later. Going into the season, you're talking about maybe possibly three players for the Twins worthy of looking at for an All-Star. Going into the season, if you had said there were three which three would you say? Yeah, like those Sano, two. Buxton. And maybe Barreos. And maybe Barreos. Yeah, he yeah. probably would have been on that list. Yeah. That's what's so and incredible. Yeah. Like, you can say the Twins have had a, a bad luck this year. I, I think that'd be fair to say. Injuries to their starting catcher, starting first baseman. Their shortstop got suspended for half the season. Their third baseman is now playing single-A baseball. Their center fielder has been on and off the field and injured, and, and those two guys were supposed to be their superstars. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, last year's opening day starter still has yet to see <laughs> a mound right. in the major leagues this wow. year. Like that's So you can point to that and say, a lot, a lot of bad luck, that's too bad. The flip side, the optimistic view of it is like, some of these guys are coming back. Jorge Polanco is going to be back soon from his suspension. Uh, Byron Buxton could be back very shortly, possibly as soon as tomorrow, guys. So these these sort of things have all gone terribly wrong, and that's why the Twins are where they are. Flip side of that is, 
hey, they could go on a little run here in the second half with some of the guys that they're getting back. Well, to your point about that run, as we've talked to Derek Wetmore, senior editor uh, of the senior web editor of 1500ESPN.com uh, here today, thanks to the Canopy Group. Uh, the question is, eight games back of Cleveland right now, along with Detroit, mm-hmm. you said they could go on a run. Can they go on a run? Do you, yeah. do you think okay. that they are actually able to do it? Because we talked, you know, late June, eight games back, and the AL Central, are they, are they done? So a little bit of background is required. Yes, I think they're done, but there's always okay, that curve optimism. Okay, you're in here first, folks. That's right. done. We're out of time. <laughs> Close up shop. Actually, Thank guys, you, Derek. It's, it's better than that. So... <laughs> The background on this show, I, I pronounced them dead on May 1st. And everyone was saying, you're crazy, you're Did crazy. Did you wait that long? Yeah, I know. It, was, <laughs> it felt like it was April 3rd. No, Dave. They, I let them get a couple of home series before <laughs> okay. I said, this thing's all, this ship has sailed. Uh, pack up your tents. and. Why are you so negative? Yeah, Derek? get ready for the 2019 oh, season. See you in Fort Myers. So within the context of saying that it, it's probably done, I, I was saying one of two things. I was saying that, hey, the Indians... They've got off to a slow start, but they're just a better baseball team. On top to bottom, they've got the talent, 25-man roster, depth in the minor leagues. They're just a better baseball team. They won 102 games last year. Yeah. So that's going to be a steep mountain to climb. And then the second thing is there are just so many uh, dominant sort of American League teams in the wild card race that the, the Twins are out of that race. Their only hope now, guys, is that American League Central. And so while I say they're done because I'm defending myself from May 1st, that, that I'm hoping that prediction <laughs> is right, we root for ourselves to be right all the time in sports media. But within that, if they handle their business against Cleveland, they do have a better shot at this thing. Here we are, late June, still haven't seen the Indians sort of skyrocket and take off and bury other teams. So they're kind of hanging around. They're making it interesting. It's going to be a big hole for the Twins to dig out of, but given the way Cleveland has played... I mean, I do still see it as a realistic possibility. And we've got Derek Wetmore in studio talking twins in between the segments, just talking baseball, telling jokes. This guy, you're a funny guy. You're not just a baseball guy. You are not just, you're you're extremely well-versed. Jamie, uh, you'd be the first person to accuse me of that, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Funny how? Like a clown? Yeah, like I make you laugh? (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, And obviously you can hear much, much more... Uh, we're appreciative of the the time you're here today with us in studio, but also the Touch 'Em All podcast yeah. with Phil Mackey. Um, you enjoying doing that? Because I know you guys are uh, in full swing with that, and that's a that's a much deeper dive because you get the unlimited time spectrum yeah. with the podcast to go full deep dive. Towards yeah, baseball. and I mean, if I'm being honest, like we really get to let our nerd flags fly on that podcast. It's it gets a little more numbers heavy, whereas when I'm when I'm talking. You know, with Phil and Judd on a weekly basis or with you guys, Dave, it's like we can talk about the big subjects, but I really don't want to jump into, you know, war, wins above replacement and XFIP and weighted on base average. And that's the the podcast is sort of the outlet for that, where if you're into stats and you're into the twins, that's probably the podcast where you can find that stuff. Perfect. You can find that on 1500ESPN.com. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the game yesterday was it was a 2-0 result. It took about two hours and twenty one minutes. That's good. What is your? Take it. That's yeah, good. We talked about making making baseball more entertaining, and when I say um, we did, I mean me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said, give me, give me all of the uh, Houston Astros player. Uh, uh, his name's drawn a blank. Dave Harrigan. Bregman. It was Bregman. Yes. 
Thank you. Uh, shave in between innings. Uh, we're talking about all the, the, the gimmicks and everything. You know, for the very casual baseball fan like yeah. myself, a game that takes two hours and 21 minutes sounds great. Yeah, man. 2-0 doesn't sound that great. Seven home runs in the Dodgers game sounds fantastic. Oh, get out of here. What is your favorite no. kind of game? Where do, Where is the perfect balance for you, Derek? We're not going to agree on this, it sounds like, Jamie, because I like <laughs> low scoring. I like 2-1. to one. I like... Two hours and 21 minutes, give me that seven days out of the week. And to get to that, you really need two pitchers who really just have it that day. They're, they're just cruising through lineups that you can't get guys past second base. And some people say that's boring because there's no action. I think of it the other way. I think it's like constant setup for action. So I'm a little surprised you don't like this as a soccer no, guy. No, you're, you're actually selling me on it. Okay, it makes all right, it sound all right. like it's 0-0 zero, zero and you're building up to you know a, a game winner or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So here's an example. You get a guy on first base in the first inning, and now you got your best hitters coming up. It's the pitcher's best stuff versus your best part of the lineup. Who's got it today? And then it's just, you know, here we go. Next inning, maybe there's nobody on base, and so people would say, like, oh, that's pretty boring. But I'm looking at it, and I see, you know, the seven, eight, nine hitters in a lineup who you're like, okay, this pitcher's so good today. Can he get through these three guys? And can he do it in like four minutes? And can he do it without using a ton of energy so that he's one inning closer to getting through this whole game and, and keeping the score locked? More importantly, he's giving his guys a chance to go up and hit and get the bats out. That's what everybody has fun doing. Nobody likes to play defense. So I like clean game. Miss me with the errors. I don't want any of this crappy, sloppy fielding, bad base running. I don't want any of that stuff. I want a clean baseball game, well-pitched. Two to one over in less than two and a half hours, and that's a perfect Saturday, Sunday of baseball. You are a purist at heart. You're only 27. I'm, no, I'm on board with like Yes. A, no, I'm on board with All right, two to one. If you've got a, like yesterday's game, yeah. it's moving along. Constantly. You don't have time to, you know, have people have a, you know, you can have a, you have a forty-minute half inning. Yes, if, and, the, if they're booting the ball around and, and they change that. pitchers, they no. change pitchers two, three times. Yeah. They score six, eight runs. I don't you want can that. have a forty-minute half an inning. Well, and I'll fight Keep you it. on the home run thing too. You say seven homers. You know what that means? So the guy gets two guys on base. <laughs> they have a pitching meeting on the mound. Hey, don't throw this guy a good strike. Okay, coach, I got you. And then they go and they throw a meatball and he hits it over the fence. Three runners trot home, including the guy who has to do his dance all the way around the bases, flip his bat. Then he claps his hands and everybody raves for him. He walks back to the dugout and then the manager makes the slow walk out to the mound and says, well, kid, you just didn't have it today. Go get another guy from the bullpen. Then he jogs in. It takes him 45 seconds to get in. And they let him warm up for another 35 minutes standing out on the mound, that's what drags the game back. If you've got 10 pitchers throwing that day, it's going to be a bad day at the ballpark, even if your team won. So I take it you're not a fan of Pat McAfee, former punter for the Indianapolis Colts, going to play in the Independent Frontier League for the Washington <laughs> Wild Things for a game. You're not a big fan of of that. I love it. Is isn't is that the guy that uh, was working for Barstool? He's, he works yeah, for Barstool. Okay. Runs Barstool Heartland. They they had a whole bunch of. Uh, of, of cameras going around, he was mic'd up. He was batting ninth. That's pretty uh, good. I think I don't think he hit it out of the infield. I think he got <laughs> on base. Uh, he got to second because it was a routine grounder that was overthrown. They booted it. Oh, oh absolutely. No, the court, no. Oh, no sh- shock okay. in the independent frontier. League. Miss me with that. I don't like errors. That's a sloppy defense, sloppy base running. That gets me. But I am rooting for Tim Tebow climbing up through the minor leagues in the Mets system. I like the sort of off the wall story. To your point. Entertainment value. There's a former college star and NFL 
player who is now playing minor league baseball, and he's doing all right. There like, we go. I'm rooting for that guy. I hope that that story comes through. Love that. Love that. We love having you in. We we appreciate you so much coming in, talking twins with Wetmore. Again, you can find plenty of Derek Wetmore's articles, senior web editor at 1500ESPN.com. We want to say thank you so much for coming yeah. in. We appreciate you. Making this show much, much better. Hey, you guys Just got me riled up. up. <laughs> now, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to have to go take off this energy. You know, somebody in the hallway is going to have to fight about baseball with me Just for a little bit. Just take it out on the keyboard so we can all be, <laughs> yeah, be blessed right. with more articles that's from right. you and take it out on the Touch Em All podcast with Phil Mackey. Uh, again, Derek, thank you so much for yeah. coming in. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Good to see you, Derek.